how to get into the Lifter Upper Hall of Fame from a wheelchair. I'm Dr. Brad Miller, and Christmas time of 2022, found out that I had cancer and I had to do something about it. I created this podcast, the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, because I had to laugh to keep from crying because it was such a devastating moment for me. Combine my years of ministry experience with my doctoral degree in transformational leadership and my love of comedy and helping people be lifted up to create this podcast. Today, I want to tell you about one of the inspirations for me to do this podcast, my Uncle Rick, who was devastated in his own right when he found himself suddenly a paraplegic and had to turn his life around. He passed away recently. I want to tell you why he is in the Lifter Upper Hall of Fame. Want to learn more? Then listen on, my friend. Listen on. Cancer got you down? Pretty grim, huh? How about a show that turns the grim into a grin? Way to go. You made it here to the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, the show to lift you up with hope and humor that heals. Now, here's your chief lifter-upper, Dr. Brad Miller. How to be a Hall of Fame lifter-upper. Hello, good people, my lifter-uppers, and welcome to Cancer and Comedy with Dr. Brad Miller. This is pod, the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to cancer-impacted people to help them heal with hope and humor. You can always find Cancer and Comedy on pretty much all the podcast directories. Just go to cancerandcomedy.com slash follow. And today I'm going to tell you a little bit about a personal story about a Hall of Fame lifter-upper in my life, my Uncle Rick, who passed away a few days ago. Indeed, my Uncle Rick might put it uh, this way. He says, hey, here's one for you. A wealthy man died, and his only living heirs were two nieces and a nephew. His name was Charles. The estate lawyer got, the estate lawyer got everybody together to read the will. And the nephew, Charles, was very anxious about it. He says, and he says to the lawyer, am I mentioned in the will? Am I mentioned in the will? He's very anxious about it. You certainly are, said the lawyer. Right here in the third paragraph, your uncle says, to my niece, Sarah, I bequeath $100,000. To my niece, Janice, $50,000. And to my nephew, Charles, who was always curious, if he was mentioned in my will, I say, hi, Charles. <laughs> oh, man. My Uncle Rick had a great uh, sense of humor. And to me, he was, what I'm going to talk about today was a Hall of Fame lifter-upper. So today here in Cancer Comedy, I just want to share with you from my heart, be a little bit personal with you about my own situation, my own grief that I'm going through. Talk a little bit about anticipatory grief as we prepare for someone to die and talk some about the, the sweet and the good thing, the joy of death when it comes, and then about becoming a legend, becoming a Hall of Famer in that whole process, which we all can do. And I learned a lot of this from my Uncle Rick, who passed away a few days ago and has a, 
I've been asked by my family to have the service. I'm the pastor, and so I'm going to be talking in this episode about some of the things I may be sharing in the the service and uh, some of my memories and some of the things I think may be helpful to you about, about things, about process when you deal with loss and you deal with grief in your own life and how you see some of the good in that. How you can lift people up in the process. My uncle Rick uh, was my favorite uncle. Do you have a favorite uncle in your life or a favorite relative or person in your life that you really don't want to lose, that you really don't, that you just, they make you laugh, they, they are, they're you fun. Some people call him a fun, fun uncle. And that's what my uncle Rick was for me. He was uh, a little bit closer to my age. He was quite a bit younger than my own dad. I think about 12 years younger than my own dad. So When I was 10, 11 years old, he was in his 20s. And so I remember my Uncle Rick, for instance, teaching me how to shoot a basketball. Get it right over the rim, front of the rim, he would say. And he coached me in Little League basketball, bitty basketball in the town I grew up in. And I wasn't really that good. What I I lacked in talent, I made up for by being slow. But remember Rick coaching me up, doing the best he could with what he had to work with. And just him having a smile and fun and being an encourager, no matter what, and just being fun. You have anybody like any in your life, a fun uncle or a fun parent or a brother, sister, somebody that's uh, fun or somebody else in your life that you just enjoy? And that's what my Uncle Rick was for me. And yet life goes on and life happens. And some things when life happens, they're not always fair. My Uncle Rick was also the athlete of the family. He was a very avid golfer. He was an excellent tennis player and played pickup basketball and things like, like that. But he was most especially a tennis player and a tennis coach. And he was excelled in that. And he loved to play golf. He was a member of a golf club in his community. And he was a teacher in the local high school, taught radio and TV. So he also did the high school he was the radio announcer and taught the students to do the play-by-play of the local high school football, basketball games, and things like that, baseball. So he was involved with all the kind of He was very much a part of the community, extremely active, always on the golf course, always playing tennis, coaching, doing things like that. It's, it was a real shock in our family and everybody when he had a medical procedure when he was in his 50s. It was supposed to be a simple procedure, like you're fixing a hernia or something of that nature. And there was a medical accident that nicked a nerve, and it basically left him a paraplegic most of the rest of his life. That happened in the year 2005, so nine, almost 19 years ago is when that happened. And so he lived to be 76. And so he his extremely vital, active life was cut down in the midst of his prime in that way, in terms of his physical health. And so that was hard to handle for all of us, except maybe for Rick himself. It was hard to handle for him, don't get me wrong. But that where it comes into the anticipatory grief I wanted to mention to you. Anticipatory grief is where something bad happens and it lingers and goes on, and you are dreading the day when the bad thing happens. And life isn't fair. And life wasn't fair to my Uncle Rick. When in the prime of his life, his physical health was uh, devastated, and he and his he went to the Mayo Clinic on all kinds of places to try to deal with his situation, and it, it never really was resolved. 
he basically remained a pretty much confined to a wheelchair most of the last 19 years. So that wasn't fair. When, I remember when I got the word about that, our family was on vacation and just really crushed to hear about it. And that vision of my not being able to really do the physical active things with Michael Rick anymore wasn't quite true. But an anticipatory, anticipatory grief. But here's the thing. My Uncle Rick did not let that physical situation stop him. And so he charged on in his life and he did what he needed to do. And he chose to get better and not be bitter. So he was, I mentioned, a coach. It wasn't just a coach, a tennis coach. He was a literally a Hall of Fame tennis coach in the high school where he taught school at. He, start, he started the tennis program literally on a blacktop parking lot where he put lines down and set up a net. And he started it there and it ended up being in the Hall of Fame for uh, tennis, over a thousand wins over the course of uh, many years. And one of the highest right up there among the most wins ever by a tennis coach in the state of Indiana, where he lived and I live as well. And much of that time, he coached from a wheelchair. So that just tells you one thing there. about He was not only a favorite uncle for me, but he was a great husband to his wife of 50 years, almost 50 years, I believe, and to his two children and grandchildren. He was a great husband and dad and grandfather as well, also known in this community as just a very uplifting personality, very much a fixture in his local high school, local community, and always with a smile, always with a good, encouraging word, and he always continued to do things. And he did, I personally never really heard him whine or complain. And he didn't let things stop him. He was basically known for traveling. He traveled all over the country and his tricked out van that he had with able to accommodate a wheelchair and so on. And he traveled all around everything. He took his tennis teams all around places to play in tournaments, traveled more than any other coach. I was told by other coaches and to find the competition that he loved and craved. And he traveled to Las Vegas and Florida and many other places in his life and enjoyed that. He did what had to be done. He did not let his physical situation stop him. And he always had a smile, always cracked a joke, loved to talk sports, and he loved to talk family and faith, church, and he was an encourager. He was engaged in his mind, didn't give up. And I was indicated by me in this last year or so, he was basically confined to a healthcare facility. And a lot of his former students and players, uh, tennis players, came to see him there. And he engaged with the staff there in the facility, the medical people and the caretakers, even the custodial staff. He was very popular in this facility because he would ask people questions about their life. He was concerned about them. Now, these are some of the things about him that I love and I cherish. And he competed in the tennis court and he competed in life. And he wanted to live his life to the fullest to the end. And we talk, he was really the embodiment of what I want to share here on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. We really are here for people who are not done living in life. And my Uncle Rick embodies that. Who say, okay, I'm going to laugh in the face of fear I'm going to enjoy my life regardless of circumstances, and I will not be stopped. 
I will not be stopped. And nothing stopped my Uncle Rick. And he just enjoyed life. And so he was real inspiration for me. Among the several things he did, he had the communities where I lived. His He would come and his local high school would often play the high school, the team of the community where I lived. And so I, he'd be on the radio with his local team. And I'd go up and visit with him. I'd be on the radio broadcast. And so I've been involved with radio and podcasting for many years myself. So that's a part of what we had in, in common as well. So what I really want to share with you is just a, a situation of where there are lessons we can learn from people that we need to embrace those lessons. And especially if you've got a favorite uncle in your life, embrace those lessons and apply them to your life. And I want to share with you applying them in your life. And I want to apply a few biblical principles here as well that I think are going to apply to your life and our faith that are breaking part of my message here today. Here's what I learned from my Uncle Rick. Courage over cowardice. He was courageous to face his circumstances, and he didn't back down. He was no coward to my Uncle Rick. He faced fear. He punched fear in the face, and he went after it, okay? He was competitive and yet humble. He wanted to win. He wanted to beat this medical situation he was in terribly. And yet he also was not devastated by it either. He was humble about it. He said there were situations where there are other people worse off than me and things like that. He also lived that out. I found that out from the other coaches that he competed with against in tennis, that they said he was tenacious and competitive, wanted his teams to win. But he was also very gracious and very had a good attitude about things and just loved the camaraderie as well as the, the community in the tennis community and in his high school community. So that, that means that he had good humor. And I think that's so important. Good humor. Some people, when they have bad things happen to them, turn mean. You ever experienced that? That's not good either, is it? And we don't want that. He was never mean. My Uncle Rick was just not a mean guy. And he had some reasons to be upset for what happened to him. But he had good humor the whole time, laughing. He would just have a big smile on his face, a twinkle in his eye. Love that. It was all about encouragement over jealousy. He was an encourager, and he was encouraged by the success of others. And I never saw it myself. The people I believe, and I maybe myself even included, would be jealous of others who could walk and run and play golf and things like that and play tennis when I couldn't anymore. And if I if that happened to him, I didn't see it. There was also engagement over denial. He did not, sometimes I kid around that when I had was diagnosed with cancer, I became the Cleopatra, the queen of denial, not wanting to deal with it. Rick always dealt with it. He was engaged in his treatments. He was engaged with his family. He was engaged with other people. He was engaged with in the tennis courts. Engaged with others. If you were talking to him about sports, he was engaged. He was all those things. Love that about him. There was also resilience over resignation. He was going to persevere through this whole situation no matter what. And he never, ever gave up. I didn't see it at least. And so many people, when they have bad things happen to them, give up. He also really leveraged mind over body. Okay. There were many times when he was, <laughs> I just got to say, he was in bad shape physically, and he willed his body 
to go do what he needed to be done. I heard stories about how he would be on the tennis courts in a wheelchair with a parka on, wrapped in blankets because it would be snowing or sleeting, and he'd still be out there coaching from a wheelchair. He was not going to be his. He was going to be there no matter what. He was also about serving others. On tennis, it's about serving and volleying, isn't it? Serve and volley. He would serve, and then people would return to him the good stuff. But he was always the first to serve others, and I love that about him. So that serve us, service to others, was much greater than the need to be served himself. And I think most especially the thing I always think about, he got, he always wanted to get, he was not bitter. He always wanted to get better rather, rather, rather than uh, bitter. So he was my personal Hall of Famer. And I think it was appropriate that he actually is literally in the Hall of Fame for tennis in the state of Indiana. And I talked to some of the other coaches around the Hall of Fame, and they had great things to say about him and they about how about a lot of these qualities I just mentioned here. And I thought about this in terms of how we can be Hall of Famers as well in the lives of others. I think it embodies a lot of these qualities that I share with you about my Uncle Rick and how if you have the qualities in life that can bring good memories to others and share those things and bring a smile to other people's place, I think that's where it's at. Because I think as I'm talking about this here today, it's we have grief about what's happening to us. And the anticipatory grief, and when he did pass away, it was a good thing. He was in a relief state. He was ready to go. He was ready to go. His body had went to the point where he couldn't no longer, he had strokes and could no longer speak, but he still had the twinkle in his eye and could communicate with you that way. But there was a relief of death. That strain is gone. And as and people of faith believe that there is a better life and beyond. And I'm certainly among those. And he has a Hall of Fame legacy, though, bringing a smile to others. In my case, as a favorite uncle, but bring a smile to others' life in such a way. The Bible has this old area called, people often call it the Holy Hall of Fame. It's in Hebrews 11. And it talks about guys that you would recognize the names of, whether you're a man or woman of faith or not. People like Noah and Moses, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Rahab are all mentioned there in this Holy Hall of Fame. But the quality that the Hall of Famers needed in where they're talking about, they were men and women of faith. And it was all about faith in action. Okay? Faith in action. That's what got you into the biblical Hall of Fame, being men and women of action. They all had bad things happen to them. Noah on the on the boat, on the ark, but the whole world was destroyed. Moses in uh, slavery, leading people out of Israel. Abraham and Sarah, old age, not having children. All these things. All had their painful parts. And the promises that they may have thought for their life didn't always come to fruition. In fact, it says in Hebrews 11, verse 13, all these people, these Hall of Famers, were still living by faith when they died. And they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. That's what it says there. So I guess I would share with you, friends, that the life we may have anticipated, just like for the biblical Hall of Famers and for my Uncle Rick, may not have been what we anticipated. It may have been what we thought was promised to us, having a full life of playing golf and tennis and other vital things in life. The cancer may impact you or may impact your life in some way like that. 
and it, it it we may not get what we thought we were promised in life. There are no guarantees in this life, but what do we do with this life makes all the difference. Nothing pro- is promised to us, but what is offered to us is that nothing should keep us from excelling and living our life as it is to the fullest to the very end. That's what I learned from my Uncle Rick. So I hope that you'll take that to heart here on the Cancer Comedy Podcast. This is what we are all about. We're all about helping you to have a vital life right now, whatever the situation is. If you're suffering from cancer, man, I'm with you. I'm here to support you and help you to navigate it, to cope with hope. And that's what we try to do here at the Cancer and Comedy uh, Podcast, cope with hope and have then the opportunity to turn the grim of cancer into the grin of a life well-lived. None of us is going to get out of this human life alive. There will come the day when we need and all will embrace the sweet relief of physical death. But we can then offer something good to others all along the way, no matter what. Uncle Rick did it as a paraplegic, (laughs) coaching from a wheelchair and encouraging others from, from there. It's a great story, isn't it? It's part of my story. I love to tell the story about my Uncle Rick and how his life was a Hall of Fame, literally in a Hall of Fame. But I believe everybody, including you, could have a Hall of Fame life where you will be legendary in the lives of people you have impacted. So do it. Be better, not bitter. Have fun. Tell a joke. Have a laugh. Do things that bring you joy and share joy with others. It's a great story. And I want to hear your stories here at the Cancer and Comedy Podcast. We bring on great guests who help to help us to navigate cancer and other uh, malady, you know, other healthcare situations. We hear their stories and the interviews that, that we do, and you hear my story and my co-host Deb. You hear our stories. I want to hear your stories as well. So please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Cancerandcomedy.com slash voice message. Or you can always follow us. At, on our podcast at cancerandcomedy.com slash follow. And we can join in this together, build a community together of developing a community about healing, healing cancer impacted people with hope and humor. How about leaving a legacy? How about learning something from my Uncle Rick and your Uncle Rick in your life to leave a great legacy that you can leave no matter what your situation is? Maybe we can work on that together. I hope that we can. I'm Dr. Brad Miller. I love you. I'm here for you. Thank you for letting me share my story about my Uncle Rick here today. We'll be back with you next time here on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast, where we're all about living a life of love and faith and hope, where we heal through hope and humor. So until next time, good people, my lifter uppers, my name is Dr. Brad Miller. And remember that a cheerful heart is good medicine. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Cancer and Comedy Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Make sure you visit our website, cancerandcomedy.com, where you can follow the show and get our newsletter. Like what you hear? Then tell a friend about Cancer and Comedy, the show that lifts your spirits with hope and humor that heals. Until next time, keep turning the grim into a grin.